This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is Mean Reviews. So I can't help myself but to look occasionally at iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and every place that this podcast is produced. I guess produced is really the wrong word. How about distributed? And through this distribution, you're able to leave reviews. And so many of you have. Like I'm, I'm looking at iTunes right now. My phone is in my hand in the studio, sitting here, and it, I've had 949 reviews so far. Now, the majority of these reviews seem to be five-star. There's a one or two four-stars. I see maybe one three-star. looks like a handful of two-stars and a handful of one-stars. And the first one-star review I got almost crippled me. Like It was like fucking earth-shattering. Like it impacted me. And I, there's an episode about that somewhere in the archives of what that felt like. And it's crazy because now I'm able to look at it. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen on maybe the Tonight Show or I don't, I don't watch TV that much, but I've seen it on social media where celebrities read the mean tweets about themselves. And I think it's hilarious because here are these people that are famous that are most likely doing things for our entertainment, our amusement. Granted, they're getting paid very handsomely for it, but they put themselves out there. And in putting themselves out there, there's a certain vulnerability that's associated with it. And it's incredible to me because here we are, this generation of self-entitled assholes that then attack these people for the way they look, the way they speak, how bad their movie roles were, whatever the things are. And typically, the people that attack are the people that are not in the industry. I haven't seen very often another actor attack someone for a bad role. Because sometimes, the way I view that industry, there's just fucking bad roles. There's things. You can't control every variable. So what I've done is went through some of my reviews, and I'm going to read some of the bad reviews about this podcast. Now, it's meant with humor. It's meant to make you laugh. Also, for me, it makes me think about where in life have I reviewed things unfairly or judged things without reason. It's been more significant than I'd like to admit. I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all done that shit before. And so the first one that I have is from episode one girl two cups. Now I want to preface this, that title from my stand, actually I'll read the whole thing first. Found this podcast, listened to one episode. I was almost on board. That was dot, dot, dot until the distasteful title pops up in my unlisted feed. I didn't even bother listening and immediately unsubscribed. Thanks for giving Columbus one more gross thing. Now, the humor behind that is I'm in digital marketing, and I know that the world gets crowded with data points that you're subjected to. There's big, bold titles everywhere online. There's plenty of different shit to click on and look at. You're probably subscribed, on average, to five to seven different podcasts, and every time there's a new episode, it pops up in your feed with a title. And I know that if I don't come up with creative titles that make you click and listen, the likelihood of you listening to that episode is far less than if I do actually do that. So there was a viral video from sometime in the 90s that is incredibly disgusting called Two Girls, One Cup, in which two girls 
in some sort of pornographic environment, end up defecating into a cup, and then passing it back and forth, and it looks like they swallow it and do a bunch of nasty stuff with it. I don't know if it's real or if it's fake. I don't know if it's a snuff film or if it actually happened. I don't really care. I have watched that just as obviously this person has because they're disgusted by the title. But if this person would have taken an extra 35 seconds and thought, well, it's not two girls, one cup, it's one cup, two girls, and then listen to the message of the episode, the message of this episode was the fact that I went and had cupping done at a local myofascial release therapist, and that in that environment, it's so damn painful in the moment. But on the backside of that moment, there's immense pleasure associated with it. There's pleasure because no longer, when the suction cup is removed from my body, no longer do I feel agonizing pain of the toxins being extracted from my body and the skin being separated from the fascia. I then feel the pleasure of the fact that I'm no longer in pain walking around. So this woman attacks me, leaves me a one-star review. He feels so powerful about this that I'm now leaving Columbus, the city I live in, with another gross thing. To me, there's nothing gross about it. It was a humorous title. But the humorous title doesn't really go anywhere. And oddly enough, I w- there's no way on iTunes to comment to this person because I'm not mad at them for sharing their mind. I think they should. I just wish they would have taken the extra three or four minutes to not look so ignorant. Like All you had to do was listen to the episode. It has nothing to do with pornographic videos or distasteful content. It's called clickbait in the world that I live in. I'm creating bait that makes you want to click on it like what in this, what could this possibly be? The next astounding review comes from SRamsey81. Don't get it. So she went as far as to log into iTunes, not a specific episode that popped up, and she's just giving me an overall review. I don't understand the appeal of a narcissistic guy with a dorky goatee telling me how cool he is killing it in Nowheresville, Middle America. The morning routine episode is especially comical. Your time step doesn't even make logical sense. This is one of the best reviews that I've ever read about how I live my life. Narcissistic, maybe in some capacity, I'll call it now self-assured. If you spend any time listening to my old episodes, you will understand the fact that I have self-defeating talk that's went on in my entire life, that I'm not good enough, smart enough, don't have a a brilliant enough mind to run a business, I can't run a successful business because I failed, I don't deserve to have money because I've almost went bankrupt. I'm the opposite of narcissistic throughout almost all of my life. And then here in the last year, eight months, 12 months, I finally have this sense of personal power that I've established because I'm very self-assured. I realized that those were old stories that I created that were created by my past, created by my life up until that point that limited the growth I was capable of. And I've now have the tools instilled upon me to change those frames and make them more advantageous for me. And part of changing that frame is doing things that put me in power every day, which is my morning routine. I can guarantee you that every morning for at the bare minimum the entire part of this year, from January 1 until now, I have not missed a day of doing what I call the core four. My alarm clock goes off at 4.32 every morning. And I say 4.32 every morning because 
the the frequency of the universe, the frequency of the world is 432 hertz. If you were to me measure the electromagnetic field of the planet itself, it's 432 hertz. So I wake up at 432 every morning. Don't give a fuck if you think that's cheesy. It's when I wake up. I set my my phone is my alarm clock. It's in my bathroom in our master bedroom. I have to physically get out of bed and walk to go shut off my alarm clock. And I do that very quickly because I don't want to disturb my wife, Lindsay, who's sleeping next to me. So I'm now up. Whether I want to be up at this point or not, I am now awake. I then leave that little area, the sink. We have two sinks in our, in our master bathroom. I walk into a secluded uh, toilet bathroom, part of our bathroom that's attached to the master. And every morning I relieve myself. I go number two. I take a shit, whatever you want to call it. That's what I do. And it's every day like clockwork. My bowels and my body has become accustomed to this. It doesn't hurt that I have a green shake before I go to bed more nights than not. Not one that I make in a blender, but one that I make out of um, a pre-canned mixture and water. But I still have it because I feel better when I get up and cleanse myself. During that time, I try not to catch up on social media. I try to stay off it other than posting just something inspirational that I'm awake. Sometimes I wait and do that until I'm a little bit later. But what I do every time is spend at least 10 minutes putting myself in a sense of gratitude and appreciation by text messaging Lindsay, my wife, something that I love, honor, or appreciate about her. It might sound crazy. I'm doing it while sitting on the toilet, but it's effective for me. I'm able to do it. I'm able to maximize the time. So maybe it's 4.45, maybe it's 5 o'clock. Now, I don't know what time it is, but I've sent this text message. It's, I love the fact that we did this yesterday. I honor the fact that you put up with my shit for so many years. I appreciate the fact that you keep the house clean. I appreciate the fact you folded laundry, provided dinner for us last night. And I send it to her every morning. Same thing with Gianna. I'll call her my daughter. She gets a message every morning that starts out with, good morning, princess. I love you. You're the most beautiful, intelligent, powerful, and creative daughter in the world. Then I share with her something that I love, honor, appreciate that she has done with me in the past 24 hours. Followed up at the end with, I love you. No matter what you ever do in life, I will always love you. Because it's important to me to instill in her the fact that no matter whatever happens, like she's got love, I've got her back. I then more weeks than not pick two to three additional people and share the same type of message with them. Friends, colleagues, people that have had massive impact in my life, and I share the same love, honor, and appreciate message with them. Text messages don't take very long to send. So I get done with that, and I walk down my stairs. We live in a two-story home. As I walk down the stairs, I make it to the kitchen. I typically open the refrigerator, and I get out blueberries, sometimes strawberries, frozen kale, frozen spinach. I go to our pantry. I get out MCT oil. I get out cayenne pepper. I get out turmeric. I go to our Lazy Susan that's in the corner of our kitchen. I get out our blender, our Vitamix blender that I've had since the days of owning a hosting company. I put all this shit in the blender. I put 8 or 12 ounces of water in it. I blend it up. And I drink it. By this time, if I'm not really pushing myself, I've also showered. You know, when I get done using the toilet, I, I shower and I'm ready for the day. I leave our bathroom and I'm showered and ready to go. So I typically look to be downstairs by 5.20. Make my shake. I'm done drinking the shake and making all the stuff and cleaning up after myself by 
So I drink two of these shakes really quickly because when you add the greens and all the stuff to the shake, eight ounces of water, 10 ounces of water ends up making two full shakes. So now that I'm done with that, then I go into my office, which is just off of our kitchen. And I sit in my office. The first thing that I do before I do anything else is I sit down and I meditate. I like to meditate for an hour. Some days I meditate for 25 or 30 minutes. 20 minutes is my absolute minimum. Some days I do a guided meditation from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Sometimes I use the Muse. Sometimes I use something called Brain.fm. But every day, I certainly meditate. The minute I'm done meditating, let's assume it's a half hour meditation. I try to have that done by 6 a.m. every morning. Then I journal. I journal whatever comes to mind at that point. I have a written journal and I have a, a laptop that has a software program that I journal into. Journaling takes 10 or 15 minutes. It's not all that lengthy. It's just free flow. Whatever comes out of my mind, whatever the universe has beamed through me is what I journal about. This maybe takes me to make up a time, 6.20. I then pick up a business book. I've, in my office, I have a bookshelf that is covered with books. Probably have a couple hundred books now. I've not read them all. I buy them and I stack them up on my bookshelf. And when I complete one, as I read one book a week and have for quite some time, I put it on the bottom shelf of the bookshelf. It's a two-tier. It's wider than it is tall. It's only two shelves, deep and wide, probably eight feet wide. And so I read, and I read for purpose. I read looking for a message that I can apply to my life. And when I find that message, I look, okay, have I read roughly one-seventh of this book today? If the answer is no, I try to keep reading. If the answer is yes, I stop. Then I take that, and I journal in another book. And I journal, how can I apply this to my life? Then I also share it on my social media. I share it on Instagram or Facebook. I take a picture of the book I'm reading. I circle the things with a little Instagram highlighter that I find to be important, and I share it with the world. I don't do that part every day, but part of the Wake Up Warrior Core 4 is you have to share what you learned. Because if you can't teach it, you don't know it, and if you don't know it, you can't live it. So I share it, and I teach it, and I make it part of my life. At this point, I've meditated, I've journaled, I've drank a green smoothie, I've sent letters of appreciation, everything's out of my core for other than sweating. Now I go to the gym, I love to go to the gym, so I'm done with this stuff typically by 7, maybe 7.05. I go train with a boxing coach that either starts at 7 or 7.30 for one hour every day, Monday through Friday. I go train with that, and then I go to a gym that's two miles down the road called Lifetime Fitness, and I train a body part for functional strength. I do that shit five days a week. That is my morning routine. So by eight o'clock in the morning, I can assure you I've been up since 4.32, and I've ripped the fucking cover off the ball. I've done more in that first th three and a half hours than most people get to do all damn day long for themselves. And I don't back away from it. Same thing with this dorky goatee. I have scruff on the side of my face. Hop on my YouTube channel. Go to, go to Google and type in Ryan Nidell. You'll see. Lindsay, my, fian my wife, not fiance, my wife is the only woman I give, or only person I give two fucks what she thinks I look like. She loves it. She's the one that wants me to keep my face looking like this. I've wanted to shave it off for a long time. She doesn't want it off, so I'm leaving it. Everybody else, don't give a fuck. She's all that matters. Then fortunately, as I look through this, the last one from May 3rd, which covered before, is a general review that women are warriors too. Someone named Perry Nizzle, P 
P-E-R-R-I-N-I-Z-Z-L-E, states, I really want to love this. I love the direction for the podcast. I love the devotion to well-being, family, faith. Most of the messaging is great. However, I found that it's about 15 minutes of freedom for a man. I have listened to a couple of episodes, and the underlying theme is that when you're a man, you have a drive to succeed. When you're a man, you create power in your life. When you're a man, dot, dot, dot. I get that it's narrated by a man, but women can be warriors too. And just that one exclusion has made this podcast for men only. If this changes, I would love to start listening again. Best of luck with your podcast, Ryan Nidell. Now, this lady gives a very eloquent one-star review. And again, I'm not mad by this review. I think it's wonderful. She took the time to listen to episodes and try to dissect a message that for me is agnostic. Yes, I'm a man that speaks from a man's position. I truly know that anything that I state can be applied by any person. I get literally 20 to 30, it doesn't matter, I'll say 20 to 30 Instagram messages typically, people that have found me on social media and direct message me and say, I found your message impactful. These are men and women. Many of the women have messaged me and said, stop saying stuff about this not being for women. This stuff's impactful for everybody. I believe that to be true. I never started down the path of this being only for men. What I know is a part of, I'm, I'm, I'm part of a men's only entrepreneurial group called Wake Up Warrior. It is only for men. The reasons that it's only for men are because the men in the group can relate to one another differently than we can relate to a woman. When you remove the sexual attraction or the sexual chemistry or the feminine from masculine energy from an environment, you're able to think more clearly as a man. So when we get together, it's not a boys club where we're degrading women. It's the exact opposite. The whole thing about Wake Up Warrior is all about loving and honoring your family and putting them first. That's really easy to do when you're around a group of guys. Before that, Garrett J. White, the founder of Wake Up Warrior, he's started Warrior for Women. So him and his wife have something that's spun off for them as well. So I'm only able to share these messages that come across from the aspect that I'm a man that has lived a man's life and made man's mistakes and share them. I know there's power in these messages for women as well. I'm not naive. I think women are fucking incredibly successful and powerful. I think there needs to be a healthy amount of masculine and feminine energy in every interaction. I think if you take a, take an excerpt out from the way of the superior man, that the, as the feminine energy rises, so must the masculine energy to counteract that. Because in a universal oneness, in a law of conservation of energy, where everything is balanced out, the equation always gets back to zero. As a feminine energy rises, as must a man's, to keep the equation balanced. I love women. I think women are capable of doing everything, if not more, than men are. I absolutely believe in gender roles to a certain capacity. And not in the fact that women have to sit at home in their aprons and cook and clean and wait on a man. Not at all. I believe that a woman should be able to look to their man or a man as a provider and a protector, someone that makes them feel safe and secure, someone that empowers them to be the best version of the woman that they already are. I believe that is a man's role. I believe men should be protectors of their little universe, or I'll call it their kingdom as we do in Warrior. I believe through that the woman should not stand behind the man, but next to the man flanking the man, hand in hand with the man. 
I believe through that as the woman goes out on her own and has her own business and her own relationships and her own life that she can draw from what she's seen her man do and draw from the energy of other powerful women to make sure that she is living the best version of her life she can in that moment. That is what I believe. If you don't believe it and you don't like it, I'm great with it. Don't listen. I'm trying to beat you over the head with this stuff. This is what I have found to work in my particular life. I was a victim in past relationships of adopting a feminine energy, of catering to my partner, of never having a backbone, of being ran over and steamrolled, granted, based off the fact of I made piss poor decisions, had cheated on my partners, had been caught, and then for the rest of our relationship tried to dig out of that hole, was never treated as an equal again. These are all real-life events and sequences. This entire podcast is all real-life shit spoken from the viewpoint of the person that went through it. I cannot be, and I refuse to be, anyone different than who the fuck I am every day. And I love you all for leaving me positive reviews. And admittedly, I love you all for leaving me negatives. And I love you because you took the time to get on a medium and share a message that your life sucks so fucking bad that you had to comment on mine, which is everything this podcast is not about. If you would take the time to digest this message and understand that you're capable of doing everything you want in life, the misery that you feel, feel that you know is inside of you, you're able to reposition that and break down that wall. Like You have the power. You just don't know how to access it. I didn't know how to access it. And I'm not saying I can teach you. I can just teach you exactly what the fuck I have done and what I do every day to ensure I never go back to that old lifestyle. And I'm sure as time progresses, the amount of reviews I'm going to get are going to be more significant. And there's certainly going to be some stuff that I say that pisses people off. Don't hesitate to drop me a line. Don't hesitate to have a counteractive stance on something that I say. I would encourage you, though, to consider respecting the fact that I respect your position. That's what makes the world go round. I'm going to ask you and want to ask you questions about why you have that stance. Put your email address in one of the negative reviews so we can go back and forth so I can understand that maybe I can expand my capacity if you share with me why my thoughts are wrong. Because where I stand, my thoughts are only mine. They've only, they're only a combination and a culmination of every life experience up to that point. So I can't be wrong with my thoughts because they're my own. But what I can do is expand my thought process by asking questions and getting external input into today's life, which I do every fucking day of my life. There is not a day that I don't ask a shitload of questions, that I don't consume content, that I don't talk to people, that I don't read books to try to expand how I view the world. Because the day that I stop doing that is the day that I feel like I fucking died. That's what 15 Minutes of Freedom is all about. Expansion, growth, conquering limiting beliefs, understanding the fact that I am not anything that is different from you. My greatness is the same level of greatness that you have. I've just figured out how to tap into this shit and live it every day. And I want to empower you to do the exact same thing. And when you're empowered to do great shit every day, when you're walking in your own path and purpose, you'll find out that you're able to get shit 
done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.